Well, we're still here, so let's talk about it. Today I'm going to talk to you about the Loose Ends Project. This is a nonprofit I found by accident while searching for something online recently. I was so intrigued by it that I reached out to the two people who founded this nonprofit organization to just get some more information and to get some really great details to share with you because the nature of their nonprofit is right in line with my my podcast and my website. I was excited because what they do is have people who have lost loved ones or they themselves have become too ill or disabled to complete needlecraft or craft projects. It's mostly needlecraft is why I say it that way. Uh, specifically, they're talking about quilts or sweaters. Jen and Maisie are their names, and they founded this nonprofit originally for knitters because they are avid knitters themselves, but then it has grown. In fact, they have 17,000 finishers, quote unquote, on their website, ready to take on a project for somebody who has an unfinished project on their hands, whether by the loss of somebody that they love or themselves. I love this. It's completely online. No materials or crafts actually touch the hands of Jen and Maisie. Instead, on their website, they connect project holders or project owners with finishers. This is all based on locale because they try to get them as close geographically as they can to one another. And the purpose for this is so that should they decide mutually that they'd like to meet, they can do that and talk about the project and perhaps the purpose behind wanting it finished, etc. And in the case of somebody who has a project of a loved one who has passed on already, I imagine that it's kind of a way to process some grief to know that this last project of their loved one can be finished and it can be held as a completed piece for the rest of that person's life and possibly handed down and down and down. You get the idea. So let's talk about this a little bit more. As of last week, when I spoke with Jen, one of the founders of Loose Ends Project, they have 17,000 finishers. They have 66 countries that are represented. And here's what she said about it. These folks are people who've left things behind that are unfinished. The finisher signs up onto the website and then just waits for a match. So Jen and Maisie's role here is to make that connection. They know the project owners, their demographics and needs, location, etc. And then the finishers are online. And so they work very hard. And actually, Jen told me it's kind of a full-time job with 17,000 finishers to figure out who is the best suited for a particular project owner. When they started this project, they had five unfinished projects. Right now, they have 2,000 projects. That's pretty amazing, and they've only been doing this for about a year. If you think about how startling that is, that there are that many people with unfinished projects in their hands that they really want help with. There are 17,000 to choose from to help them finish. 
Jen was telling me that these people come from all walks of life to be finishers. As Jen and I were talking, I asked her about the connection that a project owner can develop with a finisher. And she was talking about sometimes there are actually dropped connections because in the case of someone who has a project of a loved one who's died, they're still going through grief. And it's hard sometimes when one is in a grief mode to reach out and keep connections or to keep commitments even. We've talked about that with Whitney a while back, that grief can cloud our focus and so many other of our emotions and abilities just to do daily tasks. And the same is true here. Even though it's a fun, free thing to get involved with, it still takes effort to make a phone call, to return a phone call or email, and then to actually go and meet up with somebody with the item that maybe is treasured by you, or at least you know was held by a treasured loved one. I also asked Jen whether finishers guided project owners to be able to finish their own projects. And the answer was yes, absolutely. Some people have a little bit of skill, but they just feel so overwhelmed that they're not really sure that they're able to finish it on their own. However, when a finisher connects with that person, the guidance that they can provide, maybe some of their expertise, is just what the project owner needed to be able to finish that project on their own. So they're enabling someone who feels a little self-conscious or overwhelmed at, at the time to be able to go on and complete this very special project. I really thought that was a special part of this nonprofit that maybe no one expected. Jen said, there are very few negatives about this program. You're meeting crafters who are always doing this, but the extra piece of it is, is that connection to other people at a time of loss. Jen was telling me as well that she has connections to museums because sometimes a project is so old that nobody has the yarn uh, needed because it's old wool. Museums can also identify the type of craft. For example, she mentioned Tunisian crochet. Now I've crocheted, but I'm no expert at all. But apparently Tunisian crochet is a specialty of needlework and it has a, spe a specific design. So museums can help identify what these are. So the project owner will submit a photograph of the item needing to be finished, will explain what they need to have done, whether they have the supplies to do it, etc. Then the project owner would put that in a box and ship it off to the finisher, or when they meet, they could hand it off that way. But the photo is really helpful in identifying and letting the finishers know whether this is a project that they can take on. It's just another way of making that connection and make, making sure that these are good fits for both the finisher and the project owner. Given that this project was a fun project for Jen and Maisie because of their love of knitting, everything that's done is volunteer. They themselves are spending their eight-hour days without any kind of pay. They do it because of the love they have for the task and understanding 
the grief and loss part as well. Presently, they have a donations button on their website and they're looking for corporate sponsors. So then I asked the question, if it's all volunteer, what do you need money for? Well, she replied that they need money to run the website and they're trying to get these corporate sponsors to pay, to help, I should say, pay for shipping and just the tasks of what it is to run a nonprofit being the website management, the web host, all of those things that are going on in the background. The other part is they don't want the volunteers or the finishers to pay anything out of pocket to get these projects done. So any donations that we would make to the website would help in that regard. Because Jen mentioned, if you know a crafter, you know they've got a closet full of supplies. And they want to give those supplies to help these projects be completed. But it's Jen and Maisie's mission to not have them pay out of pocket for any of the supplies to finish a project. And so the donation would help for that. And the the crafters that are the finishers wouldn't be using their own personal supplies to get these things done. When you go to noloseendsproject.org, you can see all about Jen and Maisie, how they got started. There's lots of different pages that you can visit within the website to learn as much as you want about the No Loose Ends Project. But there's also that donate button. If you feel compelled to do that, I hope you'll check it out and press donate. The No Loose Ends Project reminded me of my own mother, who was an avid knitter, but she was also a sewer. She was a crocheter. Anything with needles, she did. The only thing she didn't really get into was quilting, although she was dabbling uh, towards the end of her life, but never really got into it. There were a lot of things that my mom left undone, and so many bolts or skeins of yarn. We had to donate it. We didn't have anyone in our family at the time who knitted. My daughter was the closest one, but she was sewing at the time and did not know how to knit. So what are we going to do with all this yarn? She also had an unfinished sweater that she had been knitting for me. It didn't have any buttons on it. She had purchased them, but she didn't know exactly where the placement should go, and so she was waiting until I could come see her to finish it. When I was seeing her towards the end of her life, she was just unable to do that. I have the sweater. I put the buttons on, and I will have that sweater forever. Perhaps if I ever were to have grandchildren, I would share it with them. Or perhaps my niece would like it, just to keep it as a memento of her grandmother. She knitted blankets for all of the children, the grandchildren, when they were born. I have my children's blankets. My sister has her children's blankets. And my sister-in-law has her children's blankets. These are special things that my mom gave her heart in these projects. So then going back to the No Loose Ends project, I imagine so many hearts are feeling encouraged when they know that the project that they have in their hands can be put in the hands of a finisher and actually brought to a point of being complete. Go check out noloseends.org. Jen and Maisie's photos are on there as well as their story. I think you'll like it. 
Thanks for being here today. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening today. You can go to my website for more articles, little news pieces, or a transcript of this podcast. The website is whilewe'restillhere.com. If you'd like to join the conversation, you can send me an email too. Thanks again. And until next time, take care.